The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that. It is a finish strong Friday. It's presented, of course, by DraftKings. What does finish strong Friday mean? It means I'm trying to have a real good weekend. I'm trying to meet up maybe with my sister and my mom for a drink tonight. Maybe get another yoga session in with my daughters. Maybe movie night with my daughters tomorrow. Maybe a little skiing. Maybe a little Saturday night postponed holiday party. Sunday, maybe going to Lincoln Financial Field. So why am I telling you all this? Because I want to feel good about what I accomplished this week, all weekend. I don't want to feel like I need to work this weekend. I want to be like, you know what? You dominated. Even Friday. You didn't stray. You finished strong for your family, had a great work week, and now you can enjoy the weekend even though, yes, I will be working on Sunday. No, I do not consider going to an Eagles game against the Niners in the NFC Championship on the sideline as working. But they pay me anyway. It's amazing. Uh, It's not only a Finish Strong Friday. It's a Picks Friday. We're running out of these. Don't get sad. Don't get sad. And it is, of course, a Winner's Friday. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I want people, Mike Singletary, like Justin Bissonette. I, I, I'll be the first one to admit, I love when you guys make it easy on me. I do. Justin followed Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. He followed Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok. And he emailed me two screenshots Showing he did both of those things. Listen, I am a simple man. If I ask you guys, if I say, hey, here's how you can win, and you do both things, and then you email it to me, ross at rosstucker.com, so I can see it that you've done both things, I'm not going to lie. You got a great chance to win. Justin, congratulations. Let me know what press pass you want, Brotato Chip. I've got some unbelievable ones. That's probably what I'll do early next week. I'll go over all of the press passes I have. You know why? It's sad. Sunday is my last broadcast of the season. I got to check, but it's got to be close to 30 games I've done. If not 30. 
but I'm sad. My last broadcast of a football game until August is on Sunday. And I'm just on sideline, which means I only like say like 10 things the whole game. But still, looking forward to it. Always mixed emotions this time of year. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Chris Reisner. Chris took advantage of the code Ross over at DraftKings. I love that. And he took advantage of the tuck spreads boost last week. Love it, Chris. Keep it coming, buddy. You get a press pass. And you get a press pass. And you get a press pass. And Doug Johnson, you get a YouTube shout out. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That one you guys are really making easy on me. Because I see the YouTube comments. They come through my other email. And so I see when someone says, Ross, I want the shout out. Well, Doug Johnson, you got the shout out. And now all you need to do is email me and let me know who you would like the video to be for. It's usually 30 to 45 seconds. It's a personal shout out video that people actually pay money to do on Cameo. I get paid to do those on Cameo. You get it for free, Doug. Just email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. We are getting new patrons every day because you guys are awesome. Bradley Harris, welcome to the family. He's the patron of the day. It's Big Show time. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. All right, Ross, we'll start with the game that you will be at where the San Francisco 49ers travel to Philadelphia face the Eagles. Yep, and uh, I should note, by the way, we actually have, I'm going to do the picks now, and then there's a bunch of Tuck's takes to get to. Maybe we'll get to an email, maybe we won't. But doing the picks first, because that's the most important thing, we can kind of go rapid fire through the some of the hirings and firings in the NFL. We don't really talk about interviews. We talk about hirings and firings. We can do that tomorrow, to, I mean, I'm sorry, next week. Um, so let's get into this game. Obviously, I've done a lot of research for this game between the Niners and the Eagles. I think, first of all, I think and hope both of these games are going to be excellent games. And I can easily see either team winning both games. I think if there's the potential for a blowout, which to be clear, I hope doesn't happen. And you probably noticed that if you listen to Even Money Podcast, because I have the Niners and the Chiefs as a teaser. But I don't think there will be a blowout. The only blowout scenario I can see is if the Eagles get a lead on the Niners. The Niners are not really designed to be able to come from behind. If they get down two scores and they have to get into a a game where it's a lot of obvious passing situations, they kind of have to get away from the run because of the clock or whatever. That's the only scenario in these games that I think could potentially get away from a team. I just don't think their offensive line, other than Trent Williams, is really built for obvious pass passing situations and I don't think Purdy is either it is critically important critically that the Niners start with a lead play with a lead stay within one score at all costs and are able to run the football 
And that is, I think, the 49ers' advantage in this game. The Eagles' run defense is good. It's not great. If I'm the Niners, I would try to run the crap out of the football. Even after the Eagles added Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue, I think they're kind of average as a run defense. I thought the Giants should have run the ball more last week, especially early down in distance with Saquon Barkley. I thought that was a mistake by Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to come out and make the same mistake. Now, they didn't run it all that great against the Cowboys in the first half, but they stayed in the game, they stuck with it, and they wore the Cowboys down. They were able to run it effectively in the second half, in particular in the fourth quarter. So when the 49ers have the football, can they run the rock? If they can't, could be a long day. I tend to think they will be able to. But then, let's say they run the ball. That's what you want. You want to possess the ball. When they get in the red area, got to be touchdowns. Can't settle for field goals. So that's the key. I'll be very curious. Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon is very clear that his priority is on limiting explosive plays. That would make you think that they're going to stay in a lot of two deep safety looks and that they're going to temper, enthusiasm is not the right word, but temper the pursuit of their linebackers as it relates to coming downhill. And if you, I think most of you guys know this, but I like to explain things in case you don't. Anytime you hear someone say downhill, it just means towards the line of scrimmage. So that their running back's running downhill. It just means he's not dilly-dallying to the sideline or cutting in the backfield. He is coming towards the line of scrimmage. Same with linebackers. He, they're, they're coming downhill. It means the linebackers are attacking the line of scrimmage. I'll be curious to see if the Eagles linebackers, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, if they are attacking the line of scrimmage early in the game or if they are a little bit more reserved, making sure they're not giving up chunk plays in the passing game to Kittle and Debo and Ayuk behind them on those in-breaking routes. That's what I'll be watching for on the sideline without question. That's what I'll have my eyes on. Um, You know, I was on the sideline when the Niners ran the ball down the Packers' throat. I mean, what was that, 2019? Totally ran it right down the Packers' throat. Let me just tell you, that doesn't work either. You, You can't allow them to just do that to you. We will see whether or not the Eagles are able to stop them. That is the key when the Niners have the football. When the Eagles have the football, it really primarily comes down to two things. Turnovers and the Niners' corners' ability to make plays on the football. I think the Eagles will attack the Niners' cornerbacks, Ward and Lenore, with their outstanding wide receivers. And if you look at the Niners, they have a pretty good D-line. But, man, it's very heavy Nick Bosa in terms of sack production. And I just don't envision that happening against the Eagles. I just – 
whether he's over Lane Johnson or Jordan Mailata, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't picture Bosa having a big day. That would surprise me if Bosa had a big day. If he does, boy, that's huge for the 49ers. I think that the Eagles are going to be able to move the football. With the RPOs, playing at home, the way Hertz has played most of the year, I think the Eagles are going to be able to move the football. I think the Eagles will win the game. It feels to me like 23-17, 23-20. If the Niners win, it's probably a similar score, maybe a little bit lower, maybe like 20-17 to 17 if the Niners win. Uh, and like I said, there is that potential that the game could get away from the 49ers if the Eagles jump on them like they did the Giants. Ultimately, I'm going to go with 23-17, Eagles. We'll move towards the AFC where the Cincinnati Bengals are at the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't know how many of you listen to the Even Money Betting Podcast. That's actually during the season our most popular podcast in terms of downloads per episode. And a part of that's because it's only once a week. And this show is five days a week. By the way, every once in a while I'll get an email. What happened to Brian? What happened to Brian? Brian's fantastic. Brian's career was taking off on the production side for Sports USA and ESPN. He just travels a lot and produces a lot of games for those entities. Sports USA picked up hockey. He does NBA for ESPN. And so it was just getting tougher and tougher to match up our schedules. So Brian moved on very amicably. Jack is our new stud producer couldn't be happier with him it, it, there's a reason why our social media is exploding and that reason is jack connell so once a week i get an email from somebody what happened to bry which by the way shows me you're not paying attention shows me you're not listening or watching every episode but there you go as for this game so i was mentioning even money podcast this line has been nuts fezzik pointed out that's my co-host on even money it initially was the Chiefs laying three. Then it went all the way up to the Bengals laying two and a half. Now it's back to the Chiefs laying one. Well, let me just tell you, we're going to be letting the doggies out. I like the Cincinnati Bengals. What I don't like about the Cincinnati Bengals in this game is that it feels like it feels like asking a lot for Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor to be 4-0 against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. That is asking a lot. I mean, that's that's ownership. They win this game, Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor own Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. There's no way around it. But Mahomes isn't 100%. I follow sportsinjurycentral.com. You know, I follow Dr. Chow. I saw... Patrick Mahomes walked down the podium there in Kansas City. He's not 100%. The Bengals have no fear. Their D coordinator, Lou Anarumo, is a stud. And I have no idea why teams like the Colts or the Panthers, who already made their hire, we'll get to that momentarily, aren't at least interviewing him. I, I, just, I just don't get it. And I don't know that I ever will. I, there must be something wrong with him that I'm not – Keen to. I, I, I really just don't get it. At any rate, 
He's very smart. He's got a really good plan seemingly every week. They've got a good defense. And Mahomes at less than 100%. I think that's tough. You know, it's really hard in life to ask someone to excel doing something that isn't really what they do. I just don't think Mahomes is going to be able to be the full Mahomes. I don't think he's going to be able to run around, buy time, and make those extraordinary plays that make him, in my opinion, the best quarterback in football. So if he's a pocket passer primarily, I I just don't see it. It's hard enough to move the ball against the Bengals. We saw that with Josh Allen last week. Now Mahomes has to do it without being able to run around and make plays. I think Louie Anarumo and the Bengals defense, I think maybe Greg mentioned this yesterday, will take away the easy, quick throws. They want Mahomes to hold the ball. They want Mahomes to hold the ball because the more you hold the ball, the more you get antsy, antsy, the more you start to move around. Frankly, the the better chance there is that you aggravate that ankle or the more you move around, but that's not really, you're not really capable of doing it. Maybe the pressure gets to him. Hendrickson, Hubbard. I liked the bet by Steve Fezzik on the Chiefs team total. I don't care that Mahomes is supposedly a full participant. I don't care that he's out there. We saw the injury. You can't come back from it that well, that quickly. On the other side of the ball, I am concerned about the Bengals' offensive line against Clark and Karloftis and most notably Chris Jones. However, Joe Burrow gets rid of the ball so quickly. That's what Spagnuolo needs to do. He needs to take away the quick throws from Burrow because Burrow's out there processing like a machine, getting rid of the ball so quickly. Ultimately, I like the Bengals, man. And maybe both my picks, Eagles-Bengals, is a little bit recency bias from how well they both played last week. That's That could perfectly be the case. It's really hard to not think about how well they played last week. It's really hard to kind of realize that was only one thing. But I like the Bengals to win the game. I think it's 20 to 17. I think we can let the doggies out, Jack. Cross's underdog of the week. You can also let your inner dog out at Peloton. Huge, huge Peloton guy. Here's the website before I forget. OnePeloton.com slash home dash trial. I'm guessing a bunch of you already have Peloton bikes or Peloton treadmills. Maybe you're already members. If you're not, there's a reason so many people are. There's a reason why they love it so much. Literally saw my brother-in-law, sister-in-law last night. They're both in fantastic shape. They rock Peloton like it's nobody's business. By far, the best part of it is the fact that you can do whatever type of workout you want to do with the time and inclination that you have. 10-minute walk? Sure, if that's all you have. Listen, I'm a big believer. Any workout is a good workout. Any movement is good movement. So if you want to start with a 10-minute power walk, do it. You'll be able to work your way up. 
you'll love the music, you'll love the instructors. And even if you, like my wife sometimes doesn't even use the music or instructors. She just walks on the treadmill and watches like a Netflix show on her iPad. That's great too. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Tucks takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with a reunion in Carolina where the Panthers hired their first quarterback in franchise history, Frank Reich, as their new head coach. That's kind of cool. I like the symmetry there for Reich being their first quarterback. Now he's their coach. He is a really good guy. I mean, I've talked with him over the years when he was with the Colts and the Chargers before games. Just an awesome human being. Happens to be from Lebanon, Pennsylvania, which is not too far at all from where I grew up in Reading. And uh, I really like him. I think he's a good coach. I do. I think he kind of got a raw deal the last couple of years. I mean, you know, they were playoffs, playoffs. Then they have Carson Wentz last year. And in part because of him, they melt down the stretch. Don't make the playoffs 2021. Then this year they decide Matt Ryan's the guy. I believe they would have had a much better record if they stuck with Matt Ryan and never fired Frank Reich. If they had just stayed the course. I believe Jim Ursay got impatient and the impatience cost him. Because I think they could have been in the mix in the AFC South. I would not have been surprised. This might surprise some people. I would not have been surprised if the Colts won the AFC South. If they stuck with Frank Reich and Matt Ryan. They were not that far away. They were not. They were right there in the mix. You know, they had beat the Chiefs. I thought that was a very hasty, poor decision by Ursay that backfired in a major way. I think Panthers fans should be excited. You're getting a great man and a guy that I think is a really good football coach. Tucks takes. Cowboys clear house firing six assistant coaches, including running back coach Skip Pete and offensive line coach Joe Philbin. So what's interesting about that, number one, Dan Quinn also announced later in the day that he's returning. He pulled his name from a couple of the head coaching searches that people thought he had a good chance at. I mean, they really did. They thought he had a good chance. So what happens here is either he kind of caught wind he wasn't going to be the guy those places, and or it was up in the air enough and the Cowboys offered him enough of an upgrade, enough of an, a, a pay raise, that it was worth his while to just take the pay raise now and pull his name out and act like it's not it's not him that didn't get the job. It was his decision. So that's why Dan Quinn did that. The firing of six assistant coaches, I really need to learn more about that. You know, they fired the assistant head coach, Rob Davis, the assistant D-line coach, Leon Lett, the quality control analytics guy. It. I don't believe, Jack, that they thought those six guys were were underperforming and that that's why they're letting them go. I believe that the Cowboys gave Mike McCarthy 
some type of quota and said, we got to, we got to make changes. We got to show we're doing something. We're not going to fire you. We're not going to fire Dan Quinn. By the way, Mike McCarthy, very non-committal as it relates to Kellen Moore, which is just comical. I mean, by the way, I found out this week doing a radio hit that a lot of Cowboys fans want Kellen Moore to be fired. That is hilarious to me. I mean, that guy's a stud. He almost got the Carolina Panthers job. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I think Kellen Moore is very, very good. I think Mike McCarthy was given a quota of guys to fire. Hey, you got to fire at least five or six guys. Maybe they said six or seven. He went with six. I don't know. It's a joke. Ducks takes. Bills fired their safeties coach, Jim Salgado. That's weird to me, too. You only fire one guy? So, I mean, you fire one guy? Like, he, like he's the problem, it's him? I, I mean, I don't know. And the safeties coach? Poyer was hurt. Hyde was hurt the whole year. Then the third safety, DeMar Hamlin, we know what happened there. Fourth safety, Marlowe gets hurt in the playoff game. They were down like their fifth safety. I mean, I, maybe there's more to it, but some of these are just real head scratchers for me. Ducks takes. Amid all of the Aaron Rodgers rumors, the Jets hire former Broncos head coach and former Packers offense coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their OC. How about that? How about that? Now, <clears throat> Hackett's done some good things as a coordinator, right? I mean, I was very impressed by what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2017. You know, getting them the AFC Championship game, and really they were right there to get to the Super Bowl. I'll never forget the game he called against the Steelers in the divisional round. I called that game, and it was an unbelievable job in that game by Hackett. Unbelievable job. And Aaron Rodgers won two MVPs with him. Flip side is things went really, really poorly in Denver, but that was as the head coach, not as the offensive coordinator. Maybe he struggled in the head coach areas. Maybe Russell Wilson's just that bad. I don't know. I do know that the Jets probably do want Aaron Rodgers. They probably think Aaron Rodgers for a year or two. Sal is going into year three. He knows he needs to make the playoffs. If you get a chance to get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to get a veteran quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or somebody, and the Jets are going to go to the playoffs next year. I'd be surprised if they don't. I think they would like it to be Aaron Rodgers, and getting Hackett probably helps them. Ducks takes. The Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman, was named executive of the year by the Pro Football Writers Association. I don't even know who was second or if there was a close second. He had like the Midas touch this offseason, man. It felt like every move he made turned to gold. And it's why the Eagles are where they are. I mean, the Gardner-Johnson trade, signing Hassan Reddick, the A.J. Brown trade. I mean, you go right down the list, signing Bradbury in May. Just one of those years for the Eagles where everything came together. And we'll see. Can they win Sunday? If they win that one, can they win the Super Bowl? I don't know, but he's very, very deserving. Did an awesome job this year. Let's get to an email, Jack. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. 
Email address is ross at rostucker.com. Absolutely love your email questions because they're just interesting to me and they're stuff I wouldn't come up with. Plus, it usually means you took advantage of one of our sponsors over at rostucker.com, which we love because we need. This is an interesting one. This is from Trevor Chow, who says, Ross, when I helped coach high school football, there was a three-way mini playoff to go to state. Here's how it went. Team A hosted. Team Team B played Team C for the first half. Winner of that half played Team A in the second half. Winner of Team A versus the first half winner went to state. My question is, how awful is this format to you? To me, this isn't even football. Look forward to hearing your opinion on this. Thank you. From Trevor Chow. Trevor, you got to tell me what state, what year, and what, why the circumstances could possibly be like this. Like, how do they not have some type of rule, a uh, point system? Like, how do they not have something set up so that this isn't the format? I mean, that is unbelievable. I guess if, if there was some format set up and they were all exactly tied, but if they're all exactly tied, why is team A hosting and why is team B playing team C in the first half? And then team A gets to come in fresh at home to play B or C. I'm like thoroughly confused. By the way, I also now Trevor, not only do I need to know what state I need to know what the outcome was. You can't leave me hanging here. Who won? Team A, Team B, or Team C? I'm dying here, buddy. I'm dying. Shout out to our – listen, the time is now, guys. It's now. It's Valentine's Day. Myfrontpagestory.com. I have never steered you wrong, and I certainly wouldn't steer you wrong when it comes to love. There's nothing more important. RTFP10, I'm giving you a 10% discount. RTFP10. FP 10. That's all you need to know to get 10% off the best Valentine's Day gift of all time at myfrontpagestory.com. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com. Let's have an awesome weekend, huh? Please follow me on social media. I might have a couple of tuck spreads, depending on how good that party Saturday night's tuck spreads are. I might have a couple of show me your beers. So at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be 